Hi folks, welcome to Coaches on a Mission, the show for you if you're a values-driven coach who wants to sign more clients, become more visible, and really set yourself up to scale wisely. My guest today is Linda Sidhu, who is a list-building expert. She helps entrepreneurs and coaches create irresistible personality quizzes that attract hundreds of new subscribers on autopilot. So I invited Linda on the show to talk about quizzes because nobody does quizzes better than Linda. So we kick things off by making the case for personality-driven quizzes for every coach. From there, Linda is going to teach you how you can use the data from your quizzes to clarify your message, to design dreamy offers, and even leverage partnerships. Who knew that quizzes could do all that, right? I thought a quiz was just a super fun lead magnet. But Linda set me straight, and then she even shared some expert insights on personalized email marketing and some launch strategies inspired by your quiz results. So if you've been thinking about creating a quiz as your next lead magnet, you will love this episode. Now, be sure to check out the show notes, because if I'm not mistaken, Linda is about to open up her quiz lab program one more time this fall, and I don't want you to miss the link, so grab that now in the show notes. After you do, let's talk quizzes, shall we? Here's Linda. Hi, Linda. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I feel like this recording is at least a year in the making, right? Is that when we were first connected about that long ago? It was. It was. Marisa Corcoran sent us a connection email probably last March, actually. (laughs) So probably this time last year. Well, since then, I've lost track of how many coaches in my world have approached me to tell me how incredible they think you are. Well, that's really nice. Yeah, it probably happens at least once or twice a month where someone is just reaching out to ask me if I know you and if, if I don't, I really should. And then just to tell me how well you treat people, but also how incredible all your content is. So I feel really grateful to have you on the show. Well, I'm really excited to be here because this is one of the biggest podcast episodes. It was like a big deal. I always had it as like vision board and (laughs) I cannot wait to help your coaches talk and learn more about quizzes because I also help a lot of coaches. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we can come together and talk about quizzes and really help the coaches create an incredible lead magnet for their business. Great. Let's dig into it, shall we? So before we get into the nuts and bolts of your particular approach to quizzes, let's just create some context for all of our listeners. Can you share like what is a quiz lead magnet? We'll start from the very beginning here. So quiz lead magnets, there are different types of quizzes. You can have a scored quiz, a personality quiz. I call signature or custom quizzes where they go to a certain offer. I don't even know if that's a name. It's just kind of, I say it's a custom quiz. There's assessments out there that are a little longer than quizzes. But at the end of the day, quizzes are a great way to attract the ideal clients to your email list. And the reason why you would want to do a quiz is because they're fun. They're shareable. You can engage with your audience right out of the gate People learn to answer questions and start communicating with you off the bat. And so that really propels your engagement and your communication and your relationship with people. But yeah, it's essentially a lead magnet to attract Mm -hmm. people to your email list so you can sell your offers. 
So I've got four different lead magnets in my business, and I've actually stopped promoting three of them because my quiz, the opt-in rate on my quiz is 80%. That's where my other opt-in rates are like closer to 35 or 40. So I'm with you on quizzes. And I'm going to add one other thing to what you shared. When the quiz is well done, it also immediately establishes your credibility and creates trust with whoever it is who took the quiz. If they get their results and see themselves in those results, Mm -hmm. they believe that you know what you're talking about. That's what I've really seen with my quiz. Yeah, I love that we're talking about quizzes because out of all the entrepreneurs that have one, I think you've done a really great job at promoting it. I was actually talking to Ellen Yen today and I Mm -hmm. used you as an example. I said, you know, a lot of people, they'll create a quiz and then after a couple months, um, you know, they start on with the next thing or something else or something new. And really, if you create a quiz, you can use it for a lifetime of your business if you do it right. And what I love that you do is you promote it on your podcast. You're very consistent in sharing it. And I'm not surprised to hear that your conversion rates are through the roof at 80%, but that's what can happen with a good quiz. And you've done, you've modeled that for the entrepreneurial space here in the online industry, truly. Well, thank you. Oh, I joke because I know you've seen my quiz. Every other landing page I have has my picture on it and the quiz I'm nowhere to be seen. I'm like, that's why. (laughs) No, not at all. All right. So I know that you are an advocate for personality quizzes. You mentioned these other types of quizzes, but can you talk a little bit about why you think personality quizzes are so valuable for a coach? Personality quizzes are 70% of the type of quizzes people create, according to Mm. Try Interact. So that is data from their own research. They are a quiz platform. And I think, yes, there's other quizzes out there. You can do assessments that have a little bit longer questions. Those questions might be, are you how likely or not likely? Like they might have answers like that, where it's like, are you likely, you know, so like an assessment, you know, Myers-Briggs is an assessment, right? Where you have hundreds of questions and they're really trying to nail your, the right result. You can also have scored quizzes where it's like a certain percent is for whatever the result is. You know what I mean? I don't actually do those types of quizzes. I've really kind of niched into not only creating quizzes for entrepreneurs as a lead magnet, but creating personality quizzes. And the reason why I chose to do that was just because my past experience in pharmaceutical sales, I was actually people read. I was taught the DISC profile. From my company, I would sit in my car and I would envision having a conversation with a doctor and I would try to identify, are they fast paced, slower paced, people oriented or task oriented? And if they were fast paced, task oriented, that's a dominant doctor. I would go in and I'd be prepared to get to the point (laughs) and to share options on how they can use my product. Other types of doctors who are opposite are heart centered. They might want to maybe ask how their weekend was, build a know, like, and trust, Mm. maybe do lunches with them for a year before they ever decide to try your product. So you, what I would do is I would just people read and I embodied that for 10 plus years. And it was very successful for me to become a top 10 pharmaceutical sales rep with that. And when I created my quiz, it only made sense to do it personality-based because I was certified in DISC. I understood those personality types. But now that I've been doing it for the online world for so long, I realize it's not just about me and what I can learn, you know, for my business, because 
as an entrepreneur, I can learn who is my ideal client, what is their personality, which helps me communicate with them, and then I can actually sell my offers based on their needs and how to you know serve it up, right? But for them, and the reason why they're so popular is because when people get their results, they feel seen and heard, appreciated. They engage with you straight out of the bat. And not only that, as a whole, quizzes are shareable. People enjoy them. They're fun. And nobody really wants to download another PDF download or create an ebook at this. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the Mm -hmm. life the way it is after 2020 and everything that we've experienced, it's really nice to incorporate a little bit more fun while you're gathering information too. So you touched on something that I want to make sure our listeners do not miss. Because I think the mindset, I think I even didn't realize this until talking to you. I wanted to design a quiz for lead gen, right? So I did not consider how much I would learn about folks who take my quiz before the quiz was out in the world. But what I want to underscore here is you have said the benefit of a personality quiz to your business Mm -hmm. is that it really reveals who my dream client is, and how to market to them based on their personality. Am I getting that? Yes, 100%. So most people come to me because they want to you know, generate leads to their business. Just what you said, right. I want to grow my email list. That's yeah. bottom line, all they care about. What they don't realize, that's the tip of the iceberg. When you really look underneath, what's happening is you're segmenting your list based on people's buyers' personas. Yes. And when you can understand, are they fast-paced, slower-paced, Are they people-oriented? Are they task-oriented? What happened in my business was I actually identified that the majority of the people who purchase from me are faster-paced. So what does that mean? I can utilize nine-word emails and get straight to the point. I can say, hey, I have an opening in March for a quiz. Would you want to take the spot? Just you know, hit reply and let me know. I actually did this strategy last year and I had 20 people respond to me and fill the spot, no problem. Uh, because I know that about my audience. Another yes. good example of this is Helena Bowen. She's a TEDx speaking coach mm-hmm. and she's a dominant entrepreneur, but she didn't realize the majority of the people that were attracted to her offer were the exact opposite of personality. They were heart-centered. They wanted to take the stage to change the world and you know address climate change, anything like that. So with this information, she tweaked her entire launch and she added more discovery calls or, yeah. you know, she called them hot seats where mm-hmm. she would spend a little bit more time with people on the back end because those people need to build your no leg and trust factor before they're going to purchase. Right. The other thing is instead of putting the tagline, like, you know, take the stage and blow up your business, like a dominant entrepreneur would, would want, maybe the tagline of her quiz should read, take the stage and change the world. Okay, so one benefit of a quiz is the obvious one for most of us, which is people like taking quizzes. It's lighthearted. It's like low pressure. They're very shareable. So in terms of a lead magnet, best designed to grow your mailing list, a quiz is at the top of that list. But underneath that, with every quiz that someone takes, we're collecting data about our audience. I have a question around this. How might I know if the right people are taking my quiz? I don't know if this makes sense. Oh, so, so actually, yeah, so can here's you talk how about you that? know is with the title. With the title alone, you can attract the right people. 
And mm-hmm. so this is why I love helping entrepreneurs really get clarity around who they're trying to attract to their business. So a great example of this is I worked with a coach and mm-hmm. she was like, well, I'm a coach and we needed to niche down. And so she realized when she was working with me that she has ADHD, but she mm-hmm. also attracts a lot of people that have ADHD. And we realized that maybe if she niched down and helped people realize that ADHD can be a superpower, she can really help them propel their life and business too. So her quiz title was, what's your ADHD superpower? Mm-hmm. And so when she put that out there, only the people who identified with having ADHD took the quiz. People who didn't identify with that did not take the quiz. So with your quiz title alone, you can attract the right leads to your offering. So another example might be if I'm a perimenopause coach, I'm going to work perimenopause into Uh the title of my quiz. Holly Boxenhorn is a mutual client of ours. And she's a coach too, but she helps people with midlife crisis, right? Mm -hmm. Like around the midlife. And Mm -hmm. so you always want to title your quiz positive, but she also helps people 40 and above, right? Because it's that midlife area. So the title of her quiz is women over 40 dot dot. What's your midlife advantage? Tell us more about why we don't want to use the negative in our, I'm sure this, does this apply to results as well? Yeah. Talk about the approach there, making things positive and uplifting. For the most part, you want to stay positive, Mm -hmm. but you can be a disruptor and take things from a different angle. I have helped a couple entrepreneurs kind of go with that approach. One quiz that comes to mind is what's your inner critic personality? And so that one really exposes your weakness and the actual result. But we still phrase everything super positive, right? Like the dominant entrepreneur, again, I'll just use this example, that fast-paced, task-oriented entrepreneur, they're the controller. So that is the result of what's your inner critic personality. They constantly want to control everything. They don't want to lose control. And there's reasons why, you know, that makes them amazing at everything that they do. But then it kind of exposed like almost like a weakness as well, right? Like, you know, you might not want to do that all the time. (laughs) That's an example (laughs) of a quiz where you can turn it up on its head and really kind of like, let's show the shadow. And so occasionally that happens if it makes sense. But most of the time when people look at a quiz, they want to identify with the quiz title and they're going to take it. And Mm -hmm. then if it doesn't identify with them, they will not take it. So you're going to get quality leads as well as quantity. But not only that, you do want it to be positive because there have been titles that I looked at something where it was kind of mean, you know, like it was um, something about not taking care of my skin using um, holistic ingredients. Like, I don't know how it was phrased, but it did not make me want to take it because I felt already I was being criticized. So instead of like, you know what I mean? You always want to stay positive. You want to also have some type of intrigue, but tread lightly on that because if somebody looks at it, they have only seconds to decide if they want to take it or not. And you don't want to turn them away and offend them, right? Well, I'm also just thinking through a broader lens here, any lead magnet, whether it's a quiz or something else, this is the first step in what we all hope will be a long working relationship. So if I take a quiz and I get results, I'll use one of my quiz results as an example. So if you take the quiz and you're very new in your business and like don't quite even know your niche yet, we've labeled that result as limitless potential. But really what it is, is you have nothing. (laughs) 
like you're just getting started. And I could have easily framed that as you're a beginner, which isn't necessarily negative, but it's also not affirming. And is that the way to help someone? Because that's my dream client, by the way, begin their process with me if I'm already like telling them that they've got a lot of work to do. So I think that if what we're doing with a lead magnet is building a relationship with people, let's build a relationship, at least in the beginning, where everybody feels good. I mean, it is really important. And like, if you do a personality quiz for your business, you're going to establish three things. Yeah. You're going to attract the right leads with your perfect title. You're also going to sell out your offers because you can communicate to them better. And you're going to learn how to better serve your clients with the data that's uncovered. You're going to know who they are. You're just going to be able to communicate and incorporate those little tidbits throughout your business, not just your quiz, Mm -hmm. but even launch mechanisms. That's why I do challenges because I'm a people-oriented, fast action taker. And I like to teach I love to do challenges. It's because I'm like team environment. You know what I mean? Like this is fun. Let's do this together. And for me, aligning with my strengths, webinars don't feel that way to me. They feel like a wham, bam, thank you, (laughs) ma'am. You know, Mm -hmm. like let's go over this. And I know they're more efficient, but that's why they work for dominant entrepreneurs, right? Like it's that, you know, be efficient with your time type personality. Whereas a challenge for me, yes, I could have probably capitalized something more efficient, but it doesn't work with my personality style. And I have realized that people who do go through the challenge, even though it's three days long, they're going to commit to three days and still be standing at three days. Again, that's a quality lead for me. So would you say that your audience is also that personality? Like the heart-centered personality? Yeah. Got it. Usually, it's really interesting. The majority of the time, you do attract people who are very similar to you. And Mm -hmm. my own quiz results do say that about me. So the the highest percentage is that influencer-type personality, which is exactly like me. But I also cater towards the dominant fast action taker as well as actually the analyzers, believe it or not, people who are Mm -hmm. completely opposite of me. The one personality that's number four is that heart-centered entrepreneur. These people are like copywriters. They're very thoughtful. They're people-oriented. Like they're a little bit more slower paced with everything that they do. But at the end of the day, what's really interesting about my own quiz results is they're fairly like, you know, 22%, 26%, 25%. You know what I mean? They're fairly across the board. board, And that's Mm -hmm. not always the case. The example I gave you with Helena, she had 50% of the people who were heart-centered that was Mm -hmm. being attracted to her quiz. And it really does make sense. Those are the people who are taking the stage to change the world, right? So it's really, really interesting. I have found that same type of persona is also the client Selena Sue attracts with impacting millions. They're Mm -hmm. also that very heart-centered. And so there's something there, right? When you can get that data, you can really identify somebody. And if you know this for your business, it's so powerful. Okay. I'm going to reflect back what I'm understanding here because I want to make sure our audience really takes this and runs with it. So when you have a quiz... You will find you can measure results right down to what percentage of your email subscribers are fast-paced versus heart-centered. This is why that personality piece is so important. So I can have an understanding of my audience as a whole and then therefore build my launch strategy to make sure I have elements of my launch that speak to all the major parts of my audience. So 
I'll take this a little further. So for you, the challenge that you run, it's three days. It's designed for those heart-centered, like fact-finding, analyzing people, right? No, it's actually designed for fast-action, people-oriented people that are like me. Oh, really? Because I would never do a challenge, ever. Really? I I would never participate in one because I I don't want to spend that much time. Just give me the sales page. You're more task-oriented. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you wouldn't do that. So I see where you're going with this. So Yeah. Can you break break down how you would look at the percentages of your – like the makeup of your audience and then design your launch to speak to everybody? How does that break down for you? So we'll do the dominant – person first. The dominant personality is fast action, task oriented. This type of personality is going to love webinars. Mm -hmm. They're efficient with their time. They love to teach. They're efficient with their time. It makes sense for that type of personality. And when they can align with that, they're in their strengths and that's Mm -hmm. where they should be. People like me who's fast paced, people oriented. So not task oriented, people oriented. I do the challenges because I love people. I want to get together. I want to teach them something. I want to have fun with it. I give prizes away, stuff like that. That's totally leaning into my strengths. I understand I could probably do a webinar, but I enjoy the fun aspect of a challenge more. So that lights me up. So that's why I do the challenges. Got it. People who are more task oriented and more thoughtful, the analyzers, the data, you know, they're going to want to do webinars. They're going to want to be more efficient with their time. They might want to do workshops as well, where they can actually Mm -hmm. teach because those people like to create content. They like to share data, that type of stuff. And then the last personality who's also people oriented, but a little bit more thoughtful, those individuals, I can see them doing summits, you know, Uh uh, summits Mm -hmm. to grow their email lists. They're going to, you know, get do collect because they're all about collaboration. So they're the collaborative ones. They want to shine the light on everybody. They would do something like that as some type of business, either lead generation or something like that for their business. And then those people can also do challenges as well because they're very people-oriented as well. And again, you know, I'm just using these examples. I'm throwing them out. There's so many different ways. The point is, is you just want to align with the energy that feels good to you. And that way it feels effortless. It feels with ease. Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, The very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom-built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com slash quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. Okay, so... What I hear you saying is when we market our business, we want to make sure we understand our own strengths and personality so that our marketing aligns with who we are. But there's also this other piece that you mentioned earlier, which is when we understand the makeup of our audience, we can essentially 
I'm almost picturing like boxes to tick. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do to speak? Like 25% of my list are heart-centered people who really love connection. So how am I going to sell to those people in my launch? And then what about the people who are more dominant? How am I going to sell to them? So you could actually bring a lot more layers to your yeah. launch. Understanding I actually do a lot audience. of case studies in my launch to really kind of highlight. I like to shine the light on other people and share their success stories. But case studies are really good for the la- the under the conscientious personality and the steady personality. The people who are a little bit more thoughtful that take longer to purchase, they're going to go through every review. They're going to go through all the testimonials. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you combine all four strategies into a launch, what it would look like is you could utilize fast action along with thoughtful approaches, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to divide it up into the fast action takers and then the slower, more thoughtful approach, and then, you know, the people-oriented and task-oriented people. So what a good launch could look like is you could utilize the 48 hours early bird bonuses. Of course, you're going to pre-launch. You want to share and you want to try to open the doors early to people who are interested. And then when you open the doors, you got to have bonuses, right? So that's really going to help out those fast action takers. They want to capitalize on that bonus. They're super excited about that. But through the mid cart, you definitely want to incorporate case studies, share how you've helped other people mm-hmm. succeed, share other mid cart bonuses if you have them. And then, of course, the cart close is awesome, too, because that's the end point. That's the time where people have to make a decision, right? And you can utilize different bonuses there, like a mic drop bonus. You yeah. can have this for life or, you know, this piping hot pitch packet is available. Mm-hmm. So you can utilize different strategies in your launch. The other thing is, is when you're communicating and emailing with your audience, you can kind of tick off the four boxes there as well. So an email, just in general, like a newsletter email to your audience could bold the lines for the fast action takers who are skimmers. They're Mm -hmm. efficient with their time. Just get to the bottom of the line, right? Or even utilizing the PS and just telling people what you want them to know because they might skim all the way down to the PS. So bold lines. Make sure the PS has your call to action as well. The people-oriented type personalities, they want a story. They want to hear more about you. So utilize the storytelling. You know, the steady, heart-centered entrepreneurs, if you have some type of case study where you can shine the light, share some type of testimonial, that'll really light up their heart. And then for the data analyzer type personas, if you have any type of proof to back up claims, that'll really be helpful for them. So what's so beautiful about this, because we're talking about quizzes, but you are bringing so much depth and also so much strategy behind just list building with what you're talking about. And what's great is with your approach of a personality quiz, we can actually see which type of personality makes up the most of your audience. And let's just say I don't have any data-driven people on my audience. I can skip the data part of my marketing because my audience doesn't need it. And that all comes from your quiz. Mm -hmm. So the quiz is like a lead magnet that keeps on giving. That's what I'm really getting from you, Linda. It's really powerful. And when I can geek out and have this conversation with people that get it and understand Uh the true value, it's really incredible. The other thing is, is I always teach people to lean into their own strengths. I have a great example of Leah Bryant. She's a Mm -hmm. podcast producer and she was in my first quiz lab and she did not want to write her welcome series. Like she was really resistant about it. And then she made the decision. She said, well, I'm a podcast producer. I'm behind the mic. 
what if I did a private podcast? And I said, bingo, this is what you need to do. And so when Leah came to me, she had only made $13,000 and she was pretty new into her business, but she was very confident that she wanted Mm -hmm. a quiz and where she was going with her offers. And so when she put her quiz together, it was like, what type of podcaster producer or what type of podcaster are you? Uh-huh. And you understand what result you're going to get is based on the personalities that I teach. And then from there, she did a private podcast for each personality. So she recorded 20 podcast episodes and she personalized it for each persona. In there, the call to actions were to book a call. And this strategy generated over six figures for her because a year later, she had surpassed six figures for her business. But it was all about leaning into her strengths too. That's so smart. Let's talk a little bit more. You mentioned the welcome series. Can you talk about the magic that happens inside of a welcome series and how it can create a more personal connection when you're selling? So I did allude to the private podcast opportunity that Leah did. I think that's very powerful if you want to take it to the next level, because anytime you can get people listening to you, you're going to really just turn up the heat even more. And these leads are already coming in hot because they love quizzes and they've already identified with what you're trying to communicate with them because the title resonated. But the other thing is I like to add surveys to my welcome series. So I have that on automation as well. In the survey, I like to ask people, what are they struggling with in regards to your area of expertise? What's holding Mm -hmm. them back from working with you? How they would feel if they actually achieved what you're trying to promise and help them do? And then I even ask them what podcasts they listen to. And I have it set up on automation and it's in my email too. And so I'm validating the new client, letting them know they're exactly where they need to be. And then in the PS, I say, hey, I really want to take this to the next level to understand you a little bit more. Can you fill out the survey? Ever since I incorporated that, I have 147 responses. I just looked today. It's Mm -hmm. all on automation telling me the answers to these questions. And this is really powerful because once you can identify who your client is, you also need to leverage that with, okay, what podcast should I be on? Where are these coaches and courses creators? Where are they? And then if they start saying, oh, I love, you know, Dallas's coaches on a mission, that's a great indicator that they're communicating to me that that's where they're at. That's who they're listening to. Right. And so I may or may not have used that strategy when I, (laughs) when I pitched you to be on your podcast, but that's a great example of like the power and the magic, the welcome series holds. You can also utilize the nine word email strategy Mm -hmm. where you just go straight to them and say, you know, Hey, I've got a spot that opened up. Are you interested in creating a quiz? Hit reply. Let me know. And let's get on a call. I utilize that now. And when I have clients that do quizzes with me, I always put a nine word email in there now because it's very conversational and it's like a disruptor email where it's like something different. And people actually take action on that really easily too. And so the, what you're trying to do in the welcome series is you're trying to take this new lead and convert them into a new client. And so utilizing some of these strategies can really help you understand them more and better serve them. And then you can offer their product by getting them, you know, offer a service if you're getting them on a call with you. This is just, again, so data-driven and taking the idea of graduating beyond, all right, I made my quiz. It's up. It's live. Like, how can we utilize this to really understand and better serve your audience? It's super smart. One other thing I should mention too, sorry, is um, podcasts. 
So Mm -hmm. if you, like you have a podcast, you're sitting on all this amazing content. So in your welcome series, you can repurpose some really good episodes. That's something you do in your quiz that I really like. You have, you know, a curated podcast list for them to listen to. And I'm just recently finished up quiz client and we did the same thing. It was so personalized that we went so deep. It was so fun because she had so much amazing content that she allowed me to have a little bit more creativity with her quiz. And so Um, for each result, they were able to receive different podcasts that were literally curated for their personality. And we also had a list that she put together at the bottom, but it's going to follow through with the welcome series as well and really focus on the three things that she's trying to help her clients with visibility, confidence in selling, and clarity for their business. And so you can take that into the welcome series as well and add different episodes for each one of those. So good. So now let's talk more about how this data and information can be utilized to leverage partnerships to grow Mm -hmm. your list because you're such a genius at partnerships. Thank you. So this is really important is when you get the clarity of who your client is, Mm -hmm. one of the questions I ask in my quiz is what do you identify with? Are you a coach, course creator, copywriter, or other? And I had 50% of my audience actually click coach. And then the second best one at 25% was course creator. So now that Mm -hmm. tells me I need to get in front of coaches and I need to get in front of course creators. So when I think of different podcasts to pitch, obviously you are great an example of this. You have an engaged audience of coaches. Somebody else that comes to mind that we both know is Meg Laney. She's a coach. Mm-hmm. She also has her podcast. What is it Pretty called? Awkward. Yes, pretty I was like Pretty podcast. Awkward Entrepreneur. And so I've been <laughs> on her podcast as well because she caters mm-hmm. to coaches. But then if you think about it, like people who are course creators and even thinking outside the box, like Kajabi. Kajabi is a podcast I would love to be on at some point because they are all about course creators, right? Yeah. Um, so just thinking outside the box and how can you better understand, you know, who your client is, how to get in front of those clients. So I'm I'm actually going to the Kajabi live conference this year at the end Mm -hmm. of May and June. Totally makes sense for my business, right? Because that is where I need to be if there's a ton of course creators, correct? Right. So not only that, then you also know, okay, who can I partner with that also has coaches? I have 50% coaches in my audience. So, you know, I'll use Megalaney as another example. She has coaches in her audience. I have coaches in my audience, but we do two totally different things. So why can't we partner together and share each other's resources because we're essentially helping the same client with two totally Mm -hmm. different things. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you understand where do I need to send my podcast pitch to and who can I try to personally reach out to to see if I can help them. So there are so many benefits of a quiz. One, the obvious one is list building. Number two, the results of the quiz informs how we can then pursue alliances and aligned partnerships. Number three, the results of the quiz also help us understand our specific audience better and then cater our launches not only to our own strengths, but to the buying and the, or to the decision-making style of our subscribers. Oh, this is so exciting. Okay, I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball. How well do you think a coach needs to understand their audience or how much experience should a coach have serving their audience before designing a quiz? 
So they don't need that much experience. What they do need to do is do the client research. So my friend Helena calls it the ABCs, Mm -hmm. audience before content. And this is really, I think, what I ended up doing when what made me have success so fast was all the research I was doing. I was doing interviews with my clients. I was doing surveys, trying to figure out what are they struggling with, what's holding them back, you know, trying to get in their head and understand how can I serve them? What besides quizzes, what else do you want to learn from me? These are questions I have in my own survey. And then even mining for gold on Facebook. Dana has that boss mom's Facebook group, right? If I just mm-hmm. went to the magnifying glass and I put in the word quizzes, I would it would generate everything people were saying about quizzes. I could get right. questions. I could get concerns. You know what I mean? I can do data research that way. And then at the very least, I could even go to Amazon book reviews and get reviews based on certain themes. And so it's really all about research. And I always talk about Starbucks because they are in Seattle and how they always put the client at the head of the table. Essentially, that's what you want to do for your business too. And the three best ways to get this information is doing one-on-one interviews, doing surveys, emailing your list, doing polls on Instagram, anything that's going to solicit that information, and then the mining for gold with Facebook and Amazon book reviews. And that's what's going to help you get clarity is the research. That's really helpful because I have seen a lot of crappy quizzes made by coaches, particularly who are maybe earlier on in their business. Mm -hmm. And the assumption I have made was, oh, they don't know their audience well enough yet. They need to work with more clients to understand their audience. And what you just highlighted is so true, Linda. Maybe you don't have to wait until you work with more people, but you need to put in the legwork of research so that the quiz is actually accurate, but also valuable for you, the business owner, as well as for your subscribers. So that's helpful because I've warned a couple of Hive members that go making a quiz quite yet, you're not ready, but they're people who would be willing to do the research. So they don't necessarily have to wait. And I will tell you, when I first did the research for my business, I did six interviews in 30 minutes and I cranked it out in one day on a Monday and I was left realizing that I'm not serving my right ICA. And I was horrified by it. And I was sad for about a week. And then I said, but wait a minute. Yeah. I just learned <laughs> a lot of information here. And yeah. then that was the moment I was able to propel forward from that yeah. moment. From that clarity. Great. So even if you're a newer coach, this is for our listeners, and you're really set on creating a quiz Put in the time to really understand who your audience is so that the quiz is valuable to the people who take it, but also for your business. It's really helpful. Can we talk about conversions before I let you go? So what type of conversions can a quiz have? So according to Try Interact, the conversions on average for quizzes are 40% based Mm -hmm. on their data. I will tell you According to my data with helping entrepreneurs, we can get up to 70% conversion rate. I've seen a little higher, but 70 is probably the best, if not like a couple percentages higher. I had one client get up to 80 like you. She, I feel like that's an outlier. I feel like they're really yeah, doing totally. a great job if you can get up to 80%. But the average quiz will convert at 40%. And to keep things in perspective, a good conversion rate is around 25%. Is that still the case? Like, right? Like, so with any type of opt-in, you're still looking to get 25%, but quizzes on average at 40%, Mm -hmm. I've seen them go as high to 70 and 80% conversion. 
So for our listeners, if you're not quite sure what we mean, so a conversion rate, basically, with the quiz, it's 40 all the way up to 70% of the people who land, who start the quiz, like land on that first page, they finish the quiz and they opt in for their results. And so lead magnets, other lead magnets do not have those kinds of results. Mm-hmm. And I to also like mm-hmm. quizzes. I've tried a, a several different ways to grow my email list. Several different ways work for different reasons. I love different things for different reasons. But at the end of the day, if you actually do the work, if you do the research and you set it up properly, you've really created your hardest working employee. Because at that mm. point, it's all about getting in front of the right audience and everything else is on automation for you. And so then you're smart about your business. And a true indicator for me is not just money for your business, it's balance. So when you can create life where you have balance and you can go to your son's soccer practice, you can stay home with him because he's sick, you can take your dog for walks two to three times a day. That is where I see is like the true beauty of what Chris's can actually provide for you is balance in your life, but it's all on automation. And other lead magnets, like summits, for example, are incredible but they have mm-hmm. a stop date. They have, you know, it's over. You can't repurpose that unless you do a new one. But with yeah. quizzes, it could be last a lifetime for your business, which is also really smart. So what parting thoughts would you have for the coach listening to this episode who feels inspired to create a quiz, but they feel overwhelmed about the best way to get started? What advice would you give them today? So honestly, it really goes back to researching your audience. And I know that's so hard for people to do. (laughs) It's boring and it's hard and you might not like what you find. At least that was the case for me. But the more research you actually know about your client, the more data, the more understanding, the more clarity you're going to get. And Mm -hmm. that's what I think is across the board. When I talk to entrepreneurs, two things, people are always overwhelmed and they always don't necessarily have the clarity that they need. And so what research does for your business is it really does help you with the clarity. That's why when I created my quiz, what's your, my quiz is what's your quiz to cash strategy? Hopefully I can share that. Is that okay if I share that here? Yeah, of course. And we'll put a link in the show notes too. In the actual results... I, you get your personality result and mm-hmm. then in the actual results, you get your strategy. In that strategy, I have actually given you questions to survey your own audience. There's also a rainbow wheel in there that really helps you understand your strengths as an entrepreneur. And then mm-hmm. I actually give the full strategy of the quiz funnel based on your personality. Like, yes, okay. we know you want a quiz. But here's some other things that you can do with your entire funnel to get it to the cash, right? But at the end of the day, there is a survey in there that will be very useful for your coaches that are just starting out because it's all about conducting those interviews, creating a survey, putting that on automation and getting that information. So when you go to create a quiz or a sales page or your next email, all that information is there for you. Okay, so research is the cornerstone of a quality quiz. And maybe, folks, the first step to research is going and taking Linda's quiz because she's going to give you a roadmap on how to create a quiz. Does that sound like a good plan, Linda? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it sounds like a good plan. It's super fun. You get to find out, you know, what you are as an online business owner or coach. I mean, I serve a lot of coaches as well. Uh But really, I think it's that download with the research. Those are the right questions you're going to want to ask. So you can, once you ask those questions and you get those answers, essentially your quiz can actually write itself and you just kind of like set it up in that aspect. So it's pretty beautiful. 
That's awesome. We'll put the link in the show notes, but what is the URL to take your quiz? It's uh, lindasidu.com backslash quiz to cash. <laughs> quiz to cash. Great. And we will definitely put the link in the show notes, everyone. Linda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I learned so much just listening to you talk about this, but in particular, my takeaway from this conversation is that a quiz is so much more than just a way to build your list. It can really be the thing that informs so much sales strategy, but also so much of how we can better serve our audience. So thank you for leaving us with that today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me here. It's been such a pleasure to serve you and your audience. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things <laughs> to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week. 